March, but we're here to talk Cavs. This is your host, Nathan Beatley, with King James Gossip, King James Gospel's podcast. I'm your host, and I'm joined with my two hosts, Jared and Kyle Hesketh. How are you guys doing? Wonderful. Oklahoma sucks. We've got no uh, guests coming on tonight, and we're just going to disregard that for now, maybe get into some college basketball way later. I got a fact or fiction question about that. But as usual, we're going to start out with how the Cavs did this past week. They went two and two on a road trip. They should have gone four and zero. Oh. Facts. So, how did you guys feel about it in general? We're gonna break the games down in a bit, but overall, the two and two. Obviously, we should have beat Phoenix, and we did. Beat Denver, and then lost both in LA. Any comments on those? Uh, you could tell we were missing some key pieces in LA. Um, the defense was terrible. Isaiah Thomas lit us up, which obviously, actually, I was expecting that. I knew he was going to do that. And then we played the Suns game as how we were supposed to. So I'm good. All in all, I'm not happy, but I'm okay. I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't say anything or add anything more than that. It was basically perfect with, with, with what Jared said. We should have won, like you said, Nathan, all of the games. Uh, L.A., both games, we just we looked horrible. It was it was all defensive too. All of it was defensive, and it was horrible. Yeah, I do agree. That's uh, when I was looking at how to break the games down. That was uh one of my main points is the defense. We gave up. It was I think over a hundred to ten, over a hundred ten to both LA teams, and we lost both those games by fourteen. And it was pretty pretty pitiful. And I'm honestly, when I was watching the games, I was surprised that we even won the Denver game. Because we won by five, but check this out. They had 11 more turnovers. I don't know any facts on this, but when you have 11 more turnovers, I feel like 11 more turnovers, I feel like the opponent should win by at least 10. That's a pretty fair fair assumption, right? Well, yeah. I mean, if it wasn't for LeBron hitting three or four incredibly clutch shots, we we would have lost for sure. And here's the worst part is we had Nance out there and I'm not sure if Tristan Thompson would help at all here or if the Cavs just don't have an answer, but can either of you guess how many, re- how many boards the Cavs were out rebounded? I'd say 10 plus Kyle 15. It was 16. All right. You can't, if you do that in any playoff game versus any Eastern conference team, you're dropping an L by 10. All right, hey, but like if we're if we're talking about rebounds, we don't have Kevin Love. I'm not gonna say it's Tristan Thompson because he does not do anything for me. But Kevin Love is a walking double double who gets ten boards a game. So obviously, if we would have had him, that would that wouldn't have been a problem or as much as a problem as it as it was. That is a fair fair point, I assume. And speaking of Kevin Love, that's gonna transition us kind of into our first hot topic that we really want to get into and that's Kevin Love. Hey, he's what was it? About 3 or 4 days ago it came out that he was still 2 or 3 weeks away with his broken wrist or broken thumb or broken something. Broken though, fifth metacarpal. 
Broken fifth metacarpal. I'm going to say that that is your pinky. Uh, it's basically your pinky where it connects to your your hand. It's your, it's your knuckle, your pinky knuckle. So technically, it's a broken hand. So does that make your thumb your first meta metacarpal? Technically, a thumb isn't a finger. So huh. does that mean dogs have fingers? Dogs have paws. Back to Kevin Love. <laughs> <laughs> All right, back to Kevin Love. You are correct. <laughs> All right, so he's going to come back, and I know in our group chat we've talked about him not starting, but that's a joke. That's he's terrible. going to start. That is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I don't he's know. 100% going to start. And how does he – I guess we'll take this almost turn by turn, but how do you think he gets into the rotation? Upon his return, I believe I believe Nance will stay at the five, Love will slide in at the four, Ron at the three, Rodney Hood at the two, George Hill at the one. And I think the person that will probably lose the most minutes will be – it'll be a combination of um, Jetty and Double T, I believe. Because I think when Nance goes out, he, we might slide Love to the five, which will create mismatches and all that stuff. So it'll be fun to see how he changes the rotation. But none of it's going to negatively affect us, I don't think. I thought it was a really weird um, transition for Seti, Chetty because – he went from, it seemed, averaging about 22 points, or not 22 points, but 22 minutes per game. And then it seemed like he just took a nosedive when he stopped starting. Yeah, he went from about 22 minutes a game consistently, and his last two games he's averaged like 10 or 11 besides being inactive. That's the way Tyron Lue coaches. It just doesn't make any sense. It's just – and the thing is, is he, he was playing well too. Like it's understandable that J.R. Smith lost a starting spot and lost minutes because – you can't shoot one for nine from three every night and expect to continue. We'll get into that. We'll get into that a little bit later. But for Chetty, it's like he was doing well. He had a five for 11 game. He scored double figures in at least like six games. So it's like he wasn't not contributing. So it was weird to see him thrown back into the bench. You know, it might have it been – obviously he's hurt now. So – my my thinking is he might have been injured a little bit. That's why Lou might have been knocking his minutes down. He might have been uh he might have been feeling some groin pain even before he actually heard it. So maybe that might have been a reason. And on the love thing, um, it said he was gonna return in two to three weeks, and but there was reports that he was gonna he, they're they're targeting a return for March twenty third against the Suns. So that's in eight days. What is that? Yeah, eight days. yeah, they said two to three. Terry Pluto for the Cleveland, uh, Cleveland.com reported two to three weeks. But Kevin Love himself said, I'll be back next week. Right. Which probably late next week, Thursday, Friday. Yeah, it's the, the game, the 23rd is the Friday, correct? It's the Suns, yeah. yeah. 23rd is Friday against oh. the Suns. So. And I think that'd be a yeah. great game for him to come back into. Suns yeah. are easy, not very good. Easy game. Kyle, so who. Do you envision the rotation playing out as Jared said previously too? Uh, for the for, yeah, for the most part, I I would agree. Um, man, watching Kyle Korver start was a lot of fun because that he can still hit shots and hey, he can still play aggressively. That. We will get into that. I just wanted to say that, and, right, and Tyron we'll Louie even said that. It, Kyle, I'm, we will get into it. <laughs> you asked me to talk about the rotation, so this is what I'm doing. I see Double T losing some minutes. Even if he is able to play because of the way Ante Zizic played in spurts, 
To be honest, I think he could play over Double T. Um, love the way Larry Nance plays. I think he's going to fit well against with, with Kevin Love. I love Rodney Hood. I love Kyle Korver. I love Jordan Clarkson. I love George Hill. So I don't know if there's going to be a lot of minutes for J.R. Smith. I'm sure he'll get some. I don't think he... I don't think he should, because I like the way Jetty plays over the way JR plays. Uh, but Tyron Lue has this thing about playing players that he likes and players that have, have big names and big contracts, which is why Tristan plays, which is why JR plays. They feel the need to play them, which is why JR's been a, started, been a starter for so long. There the is some reasoning to starting them, though. Not a ton, but do you guys remember the two games – in the 2017 finals where we were only even within 10 points because JR took over. Yeah, but we can't keep saying that because that was yeah, last you, year. Yeah, you can't keep saying that, but you can almost keep saying that as long as it's the regular season. Mm. It, if he's not producing, I feel like that come playoff time, if he's hitting come playoff, he it's almost like if he has one good game or two good games, you almost want to put him back in that starting lineup because you oh. know what he's capable of. He's right. capable of making his own shot and helping LeBron a lot more than Chetty or Jeff Green or Kyle Korver are because Korver's an amazing shooter and he plays well with LeBron, but he doesn't make his own shot. So it's hard to... But do we do hard. we need do we need players that can create their own shots or do we need players that regularly hit their shots and create confusion within exactly. within the offense? Well, exactly. That's you, so that play. Like that's why I like Smith on the second unit. Him and Clarkson together, I feel like should play really well, because on the starting unit, it's always just LeBron give the ball to LeBron every possession and let him or give it to Kevin Love every possession and let them create. And then Kyle Korver gets open. Well, right now, I agree with you. I I, I do agree with you right now. But when Kevin Love comes back, and Tyron Lue has failed to do this all year, he needs to give Kevin Love some leeway in the second unit. And he hasn't been doing that. Houston staggers. Houston the rotation to where Love gets second unit minutes. And just is the dominant force for the second unit. Yeah, and I don't see why that would be a problem. I don't understand why Tyron Lue hasn't done that yet. I think it'll be interesting to see how him and Clarkson mesh. Because they don't really have any time together, correct? That's what what, I'm afraid of. I am am a little afraid of that. They'll have a week or two to mesh everyone with Kevin Love. Because in my opinion, that's why Clarkson doesn't get too many uh, fourth quarter minutes is because I don't think he messaged well compared to like a Kyle Korver or even Chetty or Rodney Hood or someone like that. Yeah, I, I agree. And it's kind of what we went back to last week in how when it comes to the end of the game, how certain players need the ball in their hands to create. And Clarkson is one of those players. Mm-hmm. Really quickly, we mentioned, you mentioned the group chat a little bit ago and how and we've all seen the articles of, of how bad our defense is and it's primarily because of Kevin Love in the pick and roll LA picked whoever they want put them in the pick and roll and destroyed them it's it's literally and me seeing that made me realize I mean I've known this all, all along um but it like it solidified the fact that it's not defensive player like it's not the personnel that we have as much as it's the scheme and the coach it's 
That's one hundred percent correct. It's not the personnel because you can put anybody with our with our system. You can put anybody in the pick and roll and they'll get torched. So then, how do you correct it? If you were with Ty, if Tyron Lue was like, "Hey, screw it, I'll hop on King James Gospel with these guys and talk it up," what do you suggest to him? Fire the defensive coach. Say the defensive coach is on here. What do you say to him? How do you fix it? What Nine, What do I say to him? Fired. This is what I say to him. Uh, Mike Longabardi. Were you the head? Were you the defensive coach for Phoenix when Steve Nash and Mike D'Antoni were in Phoenix, when they were a horrible defensive team but a great offensive team? Was that you? It was. Oh, that's why they're bad at defense. That's what I say. I didn't know that. Exactly. Nobody did. Yeah, he's he's not. The thing is, I've been. This has been a draft of mine for the website for a little bit. When David Blatt was a coach. We were the seventh-ranked defensive team in the league, and that's because Tyron Lue was the defensive coach. Tyron Lue was the defensive coach, which means, which indicates Tyron Lue is a he has a good scheme. So I don't know why he doesn't take over the defensive part of the aspect of the game um, instead of whoever it is, Mike Mike Longabardi. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean I don't know why he doesn't you know he doesn't like uh, interrupt his scheme and say maybe we should do this, maybe we should do that. I don't get it. Adding to that real quick, this is what I wanted to say about another thing. Since we're going to be talking about Kevin Love on the show, right, uh, this show today, when David Bly was the head coach, I know he wasn't great in the offensive scheme because he just used Kevin Love as you know, a floor spacer primarily. Kevin Love's defensive rating was 99. Yeah, that's definitely interesting. In the second, not necessarily that we have hot topics anymore, we kind of just talk about how the Cavs are doing and really – we can veer into wherever it goes, but we're also wanting to get into Kyle Korver. And I thought it was reported that Kyle Korver starting now, but it's eventually going to be Rodney Hood. That's and good. I honestly don't really like that. I think it should be Kyle Korver and Rodney Hood comes off the bench at the three, but that's not up to me for starters. Do we, we like Kyle Korver starting over Smith unanimously, correct? Yes, absolutely. And then do you guys prefer Kyle Korver with the second unit or the starting unit when Hood is healthy? Took a took a while to get out, but yeah. Let me go first, Jared. Let me go first. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. So we have all seen that Kyle Korver plays at his best when he is next to LeBron James. So why not? Well, there's a there's a lot of just about every Cav plays his best with LeBron. You know what I mean? I'm just saying, but you get we obviously saw it in the starting lineup. He he lit it up. He was incredible all game, defensively and offensively. He was incredible. He, like LeBron actually ran sets for him. You could hear him audibly yelling at players during free throws and during timeouts. Go get Kyle. Go get Kyle. Go get Kyle. They wanted to get him involved. They wanted to get him shots. The way you get players like Kyle Korver, um, hitting shots early is you get them shots early. The longer the game goes on without you touching the ball. And without you getting a shot up, the harder it is to get into a rhythm. Uh, I love Rodney Hood, and I love what he brings. I wouldn't mind him coming off the bench or starting. I can see both ways. Because Rodney Hood's is dynamic. He's a long guard. When you, you call him a guard, and he's six eight. He's got a seven foot wingspan. So I, I I like either. What I thought was interesting was Tyron Lue saying that uh, he was originally planning on having Kyle Korver start until Rodney Hood came back. And then he said, after seeing Kyle Korver 
play the way he did, he has an interesting choice to make. I'd rather have Kyle Korver start for the time being because he creates so much so much movement on the offensive end, which is um, something the Cavs obviously have lacked for a while. Like Nathan said, they post up LeBron, they give it to him, then they watch him. Or it's a pick and roll. Um, the guy switches and LeBron backs up to the half court line, and that, you know, you know Kyle, what I'm talking about. That makes us fr- so fresh, so frustrated. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I'd rather have Kyle Korver start solely because one, he's efficient. Um, two, he gives us all, and three be- is because he um, he's so uh, he's so good at moving the defense with his. He creates he creates uh, screening. He creates space and he creates commotion that obviously um, gives spacing for everyone else. So I'd rather have him start. And this is a reason why I'd rather have Hood come off the bench. Hood is someone who needs the ball. Well, he likes having the ball in his hands to to create his own shot, but he's also pretty good at creating for others as well. But the problem with that is Jordan Clarkson – He's not much of a I, – I see him as, as a, um, a shooting guard more than a point guard. Do you guys agree? Absolutely. A scoring guard, two guards, yeah. Yeah. So I could see Corver starting and then Hood kind of being the point forward, point guard of the second unit. Him bringing up the ball, bringing the ball to the court, handling it, you know, dishing it out to people. I could see that, and I actually wouldn't mind that. Yeah, I see that. I think for me – if we get into this, I feel like the perfect starting lineup would be with Nance in it. Nance, Corver, Love, James, and Hill. But I think the perfect ending lineup would be a bit different because I really love Corver and Love and James with Hood. I would switch out Hood for Nance, and it's because the extra shooting. And it's how it's really how you want to play around LeBron, I think, because when you put Nance on the court, you get a lot of pluses, but you also get a couple minuses just because he hasn't really proven yet to really be able to step out too far and shoot it. And, and I, I think it's really dynamic offensively when all five guys can shoot a three. I agree with you, and I think that lineup right there matches up with Golden State's closing lineup. Not saying that we'll meet Golden State in the finals. I mean, everyone thinks it's going to happen, but with Golden State's injuries, we won't get into that, but that does match up with their closing lineup Right now, it would be Steph, Clay, KD, Draymond, and maybe Iggy. So that's a small-ish lineup. Uh, and Hood Hood matches that lineup pretty good. You have uh, Love and Draymond, or Love and Iggy, and Hood and Draymond, or Hood and Iggy. And then you got Kyle Korver on Clay, which I like a lot because Kyle Korver and him played it very similarly. Yep. And then you got LeBron on KD, and you know you just kind of. Put whoever you want on Steph. Would it be Hill or Clarkson? No, you put uh, you put Hood on Katie. You kind of have to because LeBron, you don't want him chasing around those screens, all the energy. Yeah, but come crunch time, it's LeBron's right. In the finals, it's yeah, going to be LeBron and crunch Katie. time, though. I don't think. Yeah, I feel you. Because we're LeBron playing. You can talk about just crunch time and what we're going to do crunch time, but you also have to think over the forty-eight minute course of the game. Right, LeBron's gonna be on. Um, LeBron's gonna be on Draymond, and then and then uh, you could even put Jeff Green as the center if you really wanted to on Iggy. I honestly kind of feel like what we were talking about earlier is Lou kind of picks and chooses his players based on how they play and based on who he likes a lot. Mm-hmm. And I kind of feel like Jeff Green's out. He's done. Like we're gonna see max like fifteen minutes of Green once everyone's healthy per game. 
I don't know. I don't know about that. He's been so efficient for us um, this whole season. He's been having a rough stretch of games, but you know, in whole this whole season, nah, he's been he's been one of our best players. But it's getting to the point where people are just leaving him at three point well, line. They're not Tyron, afraid of that. Tyron Lue's not playing him right. He needs to be in the post. I agree with you, and this is what yeah. I this is what I've been saying. We are missing a post presence, and Jeff Green is one of those players that is a very good post scorer. I don't understand why he's not using him that way, but we've said the same thing about Love for a little bit, too. Love's been, I mean, in and out of the post. It depends on who he's playing with when he's the second option, when he's the actual second option, and it's not disputed by anybody, not even on the team. You see him in the post. You see him you know, dribbling into the post and, and making those types of scores in the, po- in the post, but I'm not, I don't know if, if you, you can say, well, Kevin Love's not being aggressive enough when IT was here, when Kyrie was here. He wasn't getting those post touches like he was. You could say the same, same thing about Jeff Green. I, I'm just not sure what has happened because we saw a lot of Jeff Green in the post early on in the season, and it, it seems like he's not doing that as much anymore. I don't know if that's Tyron Lue. I don't know if that's Jeff Green. could be a combination of both. I do like Jeff Green, and I do think he could play a major role uh, in the finals if we do play against Golden State, or in the playoffs in general, but... With how he played against Golden State, the two games in the regular season. There's going to come a time where we may have to play Jeff Green. Because I'm not sure Rodney Hood can contain, not even necessarily contain, but can even defend Durant like Green could. Because he's too lengthy. I think... Not too lengthy, but he's not as versatile and strong defensively. You're going to hate me when I say this because I know how much you love Jordan Clarkson. I would have Hood in there over Jordan Clarkson. I would have Hood, I mean, maybe the Corver, end of the game, but... that's what I mean. Like, in those in those situations, I would rather have Hood, Corver, LeBron, Green, and Kevin Love. And just letting LeBron play the point? Basically, you could have Hood bring up the ball, too. I mean, I understand that. I understand the spacing that that creates. And I'm not against it. I mean, I think it would be solid. There's a lot. Let's just say I feel like Tyron Lue's late-game lineups will be scrutinized because there are so many options for him. Mm. Whatever he chooses, I'm going to think that there's going to be something better, and exactly. you're going to be able to somehow manipulate it to where it is better. Exactly. The problem with Tyron Lue is we always say there's so many options for him, but he always seems to get the lineups wrong. Yeah, like right the last 10 games, we should not have consistently started Thompson and Smith Side by side. Yeah. There's just something wrong with the fact that you're going to get 10 points from both your players and you think that's acceptable. Yeah. I think um, I think we can all agree that the, the benching of Smith has been long overdue. Um, I think, you know, the thing that I thought was really interesting was that, did you guys hear that the way that Smith was benched was that Tyron Lue texted him and he was just basically said, okay. Because well, there's yep. no super round, dude. Come on. Yeah, but the the I I get that, but the thing that I don't understand is why did he get so mad the first time and then seem so calm? Like, did he was it just like he was just mad the first time? And just well, I think the first time he had kind of a sense of entitlement. Yeah, I just think the first no, I think just the first time he had kind of a sense of entitlement because he had done so well in the previous finals and in, in the playoffs and just overall in in the previous years that he was with the Cavs. And then you bring in, I hate saying this, you bring in an ego like Dwayne Wade and you feel like you have to start him. And that probably would upset J.R. Smith because if you think about it, 
at the time, before the season started, you would think JR is more athletic, he's a better shooter from the outside, and he's a pretty he's, he's been a pretty good defender for us in the past few seasons. And you think Dwayne Wade, well, he's a little older. Yes, he's incredible, sure, surefire Hall of Famer. Doesn't have an outside shot. I mean, he's had problems with his knees and his body over the past few years, which is an issue on itself. So I'm, I can understand that, him being a little upset. I think now it's changed because JR's seen maybe I am hurting the team a little bit by playing this many minutes and by starting. Maybe someone else should – we should see what happens if somebody else starts in my place and see if they do a little bit better. Let's see what happens with Kyle Korver starting. Let's see what happens with Rodney Hood starting. So I think he's accepted it now just because of the way he's been playing lately. Right, yeah. I, Why do yeah. you think he accepted it? Why do you think he accepted it now, but he didn't accept it two games ago and he was still playing that poorly? Like, do you think that was, do you think that was like the the culture shock for him real quick? Like, hey, these guys aren't, they're not trusting me anymore. And then he went out, had two bad games and then said, maybe I shouldn't necessarily trust myself or something like that. Well, I think the soup, we talk about the soup incident, right? Yeah, kind of like the anger out. behind that. And then the calmness that was perceived when he was told he was not starting. Well, I, I think... It was two different parallels. Yeah, I think Damon Jones said, you're not starting anymore. And that coming from an assistant coach might be a little hurtful. Coming from the head coach, it's something else. If Dam- if that was what Damon Jones was saying, which I don't, I'm not, I don't know for, for sure that was, but if the assistant coach brought it up and then the head coach brought it up, I think there's a sense of, JR saying, okay, maybe I really should not be starting. So I think he probably thought it over, thought what was best for the team, and just accepted it and wanted to be a good teammate, I guess. Well, props to him for being a good teammate, I suppose. Yeah. And uh, can we can we say he, he did a pretty good job off the bench? Yeah, he had, a good, he had one good game at least, right? Yeah, he did a good job off the bench in Phoenix. All yeah, right, yeah. so that said, we ready to get into Jared's uh, most hated uh, – game i hate this game there's only all right so we're gonna go ahead and kick off our factor fiction like usual since jared's gonna get most of them wrong let us know if you got them right there's no prize but maybe we'll uh figure a way to get you a shout out or something if you're uh if you're not lying so jared are you ready i am ready Cavs have given up 100 plus points in their last 10 games factor fiction 100 plus points in their last 10 games. Yeah. That's a fact. Kyle? That's that's fiction. Not, not the past 10. Jeez, I love this game. I just love that Jared's so bad at something. Dude, it's our, fiction. Defense, our defense is terrible. Who did they, who did they, they No, not... they're they're terrible. They're pretty it's pretty awful, but they gave up 90 to I believe it was Oh, it was Detroit. It was Detroit. Yep. <laughs> and I think it was like it was something around 90 to Memphis too, I think. All right. Are we ready for this one? NCAA tournament time. The current Cavs have five alma maters that are in the tournament right now. And uh, the time is 7.30 Thursday. Wait, what? The Cavs have five alma maters. So Jose Calderon's college are currently in the tournament. It's kind of just a guess because there's no way you know their colleges. Um, Let's go through it. So I know Jordan Clarkson went to Missouri. And they're in. I know Rodney Hood went to Duke. They're in. Larry Nance went to Wyoming. 
Uh, I don't. I'm think impressed, they're... honestly. I don't think are there, is Wyoming in. No. Okay. Um, George Hill went to IUPUI. I don't think they're in. Oh my gosh. I'm stuck at two. There's one two-way player that is that went to a number one seed. Try to guess it. Uh, London, Rentis. He was. Yep, he went to Virginia. There's three. Um, I don't, I don't know where John Holland went. All right, so there you got to stop. No more. Five Cavs. Fact or fiction? Five alma maters. Fiction. I want to say fact. <laughs> Jeez, I love life. It's a fact. <laughs> <laughs> Can you name them real quick? It was the three that we mentioned, and then it was Tristan Thompson who went to Texas. the University of Texas. And it was Kyle Corver who went to Creighton. <sighs> Those two plus London Parentes. Rodney Hood and Jordan Clarkson. Yup. All right. Question number three. Let's see if Jared can go 0-4 today. Jeff Green has failed to reach double digits since the All-Star break. Fact or fiction? No, that's a fiction. Get out of here. That's fiction. <laughs> that's fiction. That's fiction. I'll agree with him. That's fiction. Uh, that is fiction. Let's go! <laughs> All right. The Cavaliers have been out-rebounded in their last 10 games. In total or? Yeah, total rebounds. Like overall 10 games, total rebounds. Yeah. Fact. No, like each game. Each okay. Each I was going to say, oh. what? Oh, fiction. every single game? Fiction. Every single game. Believe there's, me when I say that. No. no, that's fiction. No, that's fiction. Okay. So Kyle won a perfect 4-0. Jared two and two. Let's go. That's, That's going to wrap us up where uh, Kyle is 20 and nine and Jared is 14 and 13. So uh, I guess Kyle just knows his calves a lot better than Jared per se. All right. So you guys have any more, any little tidbits to add before we move on to the games of the game games of next week? Jeez. So we have Portland away, Chicago away, and then home against the Bucks and home against the Raptors. And there's no back to backs in there. Is Rodney so, Hood playing tonight? I, yes. Dave McMahon reported he is. Okay. So but there's there's someone that was out that he said, but I Larry forgot. Nance. Larry Nance Jr. Nance is out. Okay. Um. Damn, the Blazers are good. And he kind of made this he made this comparison to Nurkic being a mini sized van and us having nobody over like six ten, like two fifty. So I'm guessing I'm guessing Zizich is gonna start. Yep, and he's the only big. So Nurk may feast on us. All right, but that's that's enough of that. We'll get into that next week or something. What's the what's the prediction? Um, L. Yeah, I'm gonna say we lose tonight. We beat Chicago. We beat the Bucks, and then I'm gonna say we come out with a big win against the Raptors. So L win win win. What yeah. are you going, Kyle? I'm confused on why Jared thinks the way he thinks. I'm going L. <laughs> I'm going win. I'm going L. And I'm going L. We're losing against the Bucks and the Raptors? Please, Man, please tell I'm me. I'm darn near tempted to just put four straight L's because I can't trust this team. I know you want to. Tough, do it. Do what I, I did. Do what I did last time, Nathan. Do I'm it. I'm doing a L, dub, dub, L. I feel like that's the most like sane thing yeah. to put down. Yeah, I respect that, but I like to aim high. Don't forget to 
you know, subscribe to us on iTunes. Give us a Rate good rating, five-star rating. Do not forget to send us some mailbag questions. And don't worry, I will be on top of Nathan, making sure he tweets it out every single day. You might as well rate and review if you want to keep Jared. If you want to see Jared Hesketh upset every Wednesday night, give us that five-star rating. And next week, next week, boys and girls, listeners of the pod, it's going to be Tuesday. Just remember, Tuesday. Coming at you. Coming at you. Um, Oklahoma still sucks. <laughs> oh, wait. All right. I O. And we're going to wrap it up on that. You guys have a good week.